0: Welcome to this bonus episode of Round Trip Death and part two of our interview with Felice DiMartino. After we finish up talking with Felice, I hope you'll stick around because we're gonna talk a little bit about some ideas for the future of this show and I would love your input. So please be sure to stick around for that and to email any input that you might have to eric at roundtripdeath.com. All right, let's finish off the interview from the time that they pronounced me dead was a good 45 minutes. They
1: cut my clothes and then they paddled my heart, my heart had stopped, and I could see people screaming and crying, but I didn't realize that was actually my physical body because I was somewhere else.
0: The only thing that I could feel, if you could imagine absolute love and peace, there wasn't anything else to be felt. I was greeted by people I had known in the past. I'm back home again incredibly safe and felt at home. Shifting gears in a major way here. Tell me about shared death experiences. I find these fascinating. They're not talked about very much, but I know that you've had some experience with it. Mm -hmm. Would you mind telling us about those experiences?
1: Sure. So in 2006, I was with my grandmother. She had been in and out of hospice for like a few years. Basically, the night she passed, I was there. I was by her bed. The first thing that happened was there was an, I was there, the hospice nurse was there, and there was a knock at the door. And there was something in me that knew that there's not going to be anyone at the door. We're not expecting anyone, right? It was like late, it was 10 30, 11 o'clock, and it was late. And sure enough, we go to the door, there's no one there. It's funny because it felt like the hospice nurse at the time was a little spooked. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool, right? To experience this kind of stuff. Uh, And I was open to this always. At some point, we call my aunt and uncle. They come over because the hospice nurse was like, you know, have them come over. It it could be any time that like tonight feels like it's going to be the night that she passes. So my aunt and I are in the bedroom with her, with my grandmother. She has a hospital bed. I'm sitting by the bed. I'm holding her hand. My aunt goes to lay in the, it was a big king size bed. And I'm holding her hand, talking to her telepathically. My grandmother saying, grandma, it's okay. You can go. We're all fine. You're so loved. Like all, I'm talking telepathically again. And that's another thing, all of this. And what happened in the near-death experiences is, is telepathic. It's this telepathic energy communication. And I'm holding her hand. I know that when I let go of her hand, that's going to be it. So I'm saying you can go, but meanwhile, I'm holding her hand,
0: right? (laughs) You're keeping her here,
1: Right, exactly. So the hospice nurse finally says, get into bed. I'll let you know when we're close, when it's time. So I get into bed. I enter into a state that is not that, that kind of theta state in between wakefulness and sleep. And I go on this journey of... My grandfather came, I was in this ballroom and I was looking down, I was above, I was looking down, yet I was also a part of it. And the relatives knew, there were relatives, there were old friends, there were ancestors, yet they were all in their youthful form. They didn't look old and they knew that I was there and I was amongst them as I was existing. And they were all dressed in these ball gowns And the men were dressed, and no one had feet. I noticed that they were all hovering. No one had any feet, and at some point, the room parted, and there was like a um, an aisle was formed up the middle. So they started to part. An aisle was formed up the middle, and I could feel my grandfather and another presence going up. And there were two other presences with my grandfather. And then as they walked or they sauntered or they moved up, it was like walking up this aisle up to a platform. And as they got up, one of these angels, I'm going to call this an angelic presence. It was an imprint of, there was an angelic presence there with my grandfather. And as this Reaching down, there was a sense of my grandfather was there, and there's this angelic presence right with him that reached down for my grandmother. And I heard the words, Get up now. And as soon as I heard that, I shot up in the bed. I looked around for half a second. The hospice nurse had fallen asleep. My aunt was laying in the bed next to me. She was asleep. I looked at my grandmother. Her eyes were wide open, and she was taking her last breaths. Okay. So there was that. That's part one.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting.
1: So so the, this, this presence is reaching down and my grandfather is right there. This angelic presence reaches down. My grandfather's right there when she crosses over. I had my experience in 2015. In 2018, in March, no, that's not true. Not 2018, a year and a half ago. My dad passed on March 18th. So 2022.
0: 2022
1: too. My dad, he was at home and we had hospice care at home. There was a nurse at home and we, and the family was there. The day that he passed, we were in and out of the room. And when he passed, we all went in the room. My mom's head was on his chest. He took his final breath and I could feel him above the room. I could feel him. And oh, in the morning of the day that he passed, he was pointing up to the left at the corner. And then as the day went on, shortly before he passed, he started reaching, not just pointing. You know, he was pointing. I would say, daddy, they're here to welcome you. Cause he would point, And then he would jolt back in his body. Like he would go out and point and look at us. And then he would come back to his body. Mm. So as the day went on and he started reaching towards the corner, that's what happened there. And when he, when he transitioned and when he passed and my mom's head was on his chest, I felt him above us. And I knew from my own experience, what that what that experience is to be out of the body above the body, to be able to hear everything that's going on. So I entered into this space. I had us all hold hands. We were all holding hands around his body and I could feel him with him. It was distinctly his essence, his, his imprint energetically looking down at us. And I said, daddy, we know that you can hear us. You can see us. We're all going to take care of each other you know, and really talking to him because they, they can, you can hear in that state. And also the, your soul's going to go off to soul school, do its thing. And we'll be here if, and when you want to come back and communicate with us. And for me, what that, that circle of love, the reaching down for my grandmother, and then my dad reaching up, it completed the circle to have the experience from the other side, reaching down, waiting to welcome my grandmother. And then on this side, physically having my dad reaching up, it was like this completion of what occurs for us and what's what's possible when we're with our loved ones to send them off because they're welcomed into love. We're all welcomed back into the state of love.
0: You know, we're not taught what to do when somebody dies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or how to to react. I think that was beautiful what you guys did.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: I know there are people out there with a title of a death doula. Um, I haven't had any of them on the show yet, but maybe one of these days, a few months ago, we did have a hospice nurse on Nurse Hadley. She was awesome. You might want to go back and listen to her. And um, yeah, some of the experiences sacred experiences, I'll call them, when people are passing over to the other side.
1: Yeah, it's a portal. It's this sacred. I mean, it's this leaving your breathing form and existing. They're still here with us. You're just existing in another realm, right? And I have done my level one death doula training, and I've studied, I did some studying with William Peters, who has something which you might want to look into the shared crossing project.
0: I have, I have seen it. I haven't really studied it or talked to him yet. So you've had some of this training. What are some of the things that you do as a death doula?
1: Be fully present with and holding a safe space for the family to grieve, to sit with the loved ones, because a lot of times, especially in our culture, people don't want to talk about it. The family doesn't want to talk about it to the person who's passing. The person who's passing knows what's going on, but it's like an unspoken kind of something that's hanging. It's like the unspoken elephant in the room. Right. So to sit with a person before they pass, like, is there talking with them about forgiveness or there, is there anything that they want to share or if they're able to speak and share, right. It, at that point, is it do they feel they have any unfinished business? How can you facilitate conversations? You develop trust with a family. If the person is unresponsive, sitting with them, holding hands, hearing is the last sense to go. So, talking with that person, because, you know, I know in the case with my dad, he had Alzheimer's and dementia, and the body is doing what it's doing physiologically, neurologically, biologically. The spirit, the soul essence is pure and and imperfection. So the soul is still experiencing the purity of, does that make sense? Like the body might not be, like your loved one is still there. The essence of who they truly are is still there. And talking to the person, And it it depends, again, on what state they're in.
0: So any advice for someone who may be going through that soon with a loved one?
1: As far as the loved one who has a loved one who's going to pass? Yeah. I would say to be in the heart, out of the mind, into the heart. There's an opportunity to kind of clear the air, if you will, so that soul can be freed and released without and the person could let go without feeling worried or attached or or guilty or whatever may arise, to talk with the soul and to get really in touch with yourself. You know, It's okay. We can grieve and be grateful for someone's presence at the same time. We can show forgiveness. This is where forgiveness comes in, really connecting out of the mind into the heart, returning to that love.
0: All right. Here's something I asked nearly everybody near the end of an interview, and that is What is your fear level of death personally?
1: So I do not have a fear of death at all. I trust that it will occur as it occurs and the timing will be what it is. And I trust in the divine timing of that. And as a human, there's a lot I still want to experience. Like I don't want to have, I'm not worried about it happening tomorrow, yet I want to be here for a while as you said, to come full circle, to be a grandma, to my grandbabies, how are we going to happen?
0: <laughs> are your girls going to listen to this? If so, I've got a message for them. <laughs> Felice needs to be a grandmother. One day. I'm not trying to rush it, but
1: yeah, let's not rush it. Let's not rush it. We have things to do. And also service. I want to remind people that service is the highest expression of that love that you can be is service, service, service kindness, service.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're ever having a really bad day, go serve somebody else.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly.
0: Okay. Any last thing you want to share with our listeners?
1: What was shared with me before we came on is to listen to your soul, listen to the voice of the soul. It knows the way. And there's so many practices now that offer ways of connecting with the wisdom of your soul. Like for some people, it might be, what does that even mean? Right? There's a lot of information now on the internet, on podcasts, such as this on YouTube channels. There's so much information now about accessing the voice of the soul.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to hear that and say, that sounds great. I have no idea how to do that.
1: Yeah. Look it up, Google it or get in touch with me. Yeah. Get in touch with me.
0: By the way, Felice is at groundedillumination.com yes did I get that right
1: yes and there are easy practical concrete tips and tools to hear the wisdom of your soul it's it's it can made very be made very digestible and very pragmatic
0: give me one then I'm gonna let you go
1: okay so one way is is through the body listening and noticing where in your body you feel a yes and where in your body you feel a hell no and pay attention because your body is the vehicle through which the soul speaks to you and that that ties into intuition but is that helpful listen listen to when you feel joyful and ease and excited where do you feel that in your body that's your yes and where you feel like heavy thud dense that's your no right right And the voice of your soul is always connected with love and is always connected with your internal yes.
0: Perfect. Felice, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, bye everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and for accessing the remembering of our soul and that there's nothing to fear in transitioning. There really isn't. We're welcomed into immense, immense love. And there's no judgment. There's no judgment coming towards you from the other side.
0: Thanks for sticking around. On this podcast, we've tried to be hyper-niched into near-death experiences, but there are also a lot of uh, related types of experiences that go along with them. So the question I'd like to pose for everybody today is I want your thoughts on, do we want to keep the show just like it has been, or do we want to expand a little bit into some other areas that may be related? Uh, Just to give you some examples, Ians, in their most recent newsletter, mentioned that when they incorporated, the organization's main focus was near-death and similar experiences. So the question is, what are some of these similar experiences? Now today, we talked a little bit about shared-death experiences, that's one. Let me read you a few of the others that Ians has here. OBE, or out-of-body experiences. Telepathy. After-death communication past life memory, precognition, remote viewing, mystical experiences, anomalous healing of self, anomalous healing of others, aura viewing, encounter with non-material entities, encounter with extraterrestrial beings, environmental sensitivity, exceptional talent, kundalini awakenings, lucid dreaming, mediumship, photokinesis, Oh, there's a long list here, synesthesia, nearing death awareness, personality changes, terminal lucidity, etc. So my question for you is, and I would love some feedback. Would you like us to spend more time talking about some of those things? Or stick with just near-death experiences and very, very similar things? Or maybe a combination of the two. Maybe our main show that usually comes out Monday evening is on NDEs. And we have bonus episodes from time to time on some of these other things. So there's some thoughts. Again, love to hear your feedback. Email eric, that's E-R-I-C, at roundtripdeath.com. And we will look at every single email, I promise. And um, and we appreciate your feedback. So until then, I wish you everything good that you're looking for in this life and the next. <music>